I'm Hannah. And I'm Taylor. And together we are. Yo mama's ass. <laughs> Yo mama's podcast. You can run, you can hide. Take a walk on the weird side, it goes bump in the night. Take a walk on the weird side, you can't trust the living, you can't kill the dead, you can't stop the voices inside your head. You can't run, you can't hide. Take a walk on the weird side. Well, welcome back, weirdos. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hannah. And I'm Taylor. And together we are Weird, weird Side, Side Podcast. Podcast. Well, guys, today we are in for an ultimate nerve fest episode. Today we will be discussing some of the Godzilla films. Specifically me and Evan. I would say I'm not an expert like Evan, my brother-in-law, and Taylor are, so. I just would like to point out that I'm brave enough to step into your world of Jeepers Creepers and you're not brave enough to step into mine. Perhaps in the future. Perhaps in the future. Yes. Oh, but before boy. we get into our exciting topic of Godzilla, we like to start with our usual introduction with our announcements and our shout-outs. So, y'all, I'm sure everyone in the NRB has heard about this, but in case you haven't, I just don't even know how to start talking about this because it just honestly pisses me off. But some jackass took a chihuahua, bound its legs together... I believe taped its mouth shut. I'm not sure if I'm remembering those details wrong, but basically bound this poor innocent chihuahua and threw it in a freaking dumpster behind Ollie's and Pulaski. People have been outraged over this, including myself and my husband. And I am glad to report that recently Pulaski Sheriff's Department has actually issued an announcement saying that they're investigating this and open to tips for the investigation. And also PETA is involved and I am absolutely thrilled because who the hell does this to an animal? I mean, obviously people who don't have any hearts, but that is so cruel. If you couldn't take care of an animal, I don't understand why you would do that. Like Exactly. Give the animal away for free. That, that, that This just shows malice intent. Exactly. So whoever did this, hopefully with, you know, the work of the community. I mean, someone's got to know something or suspect if you, something. If you know something, give the Pulaski County Sheriff's Office a shout. Yes. I think they're offering a $5,000 reward to anybody that gives information that follows with an arrest. Yes, and I'm getting ready to actually read a post that I saw pertaining to this. It's the Pulaski Police Department. There's now, yes, like Taylor said, a $5,000 reward for tips leading to a cruelty conviction stemming from the March 31st discovery of a dog bound by the legs with tape inside a bucket in a dumpster outside Ollie's Bargain Outlet in Pulaski. The dog is a four-year-old tan chihuahua mix with a white snout. The bucket is blue with a white lid and text that reads, quote, Pioneer Athletics, and is believed to have originally contained field marking paint. Anyone with pertinent information should call Detective Rick Riddle with the Pulaski Police Department at 540-994-8609. Help us find whoever was responsible for this. They deserve to be held responsible. That sick son of a bitch. I hope he is going the hell down. Or she. Or she. In other lighter topics, moving on to Down Syndrome Awareness. As we talked about last episode, our little cousin has Down Syndrome, and we are doing a walk for him the last Saturday of this month from the New River Valley's Down Syndrome community. I've talked about this in our last episode, but essentially the New River Valley Down Syndrome community raises funds for awareness for 
special needs children, not just limited to those with Down syndrome, but they also raise money for activities with these children or individuals with the disability. I'll post the link for that below in case you're interested in donating it. Any help would be greatly appreciated. If you're feeling extra special and want to support some special people in our lives, please consider donating. And also, if you're interested in even joining us for the walk to support Sutton, our little cousin, please let me know so I can let his mom know. We would love to have you walk with us. And as usual, we'd like to give our usual shout-outs. Number one, Derek from Steak and Sauce Podcast. Derek. Derek. If you guys have listened to our last episode, we had Derek on our podcast where we discussed the Rudy discussed some conspiracy theories and it was a lot of fun but Derek hosts his own podcast called Stick and Sauce it is a podcast that is hilarious he goes over real life scenarios talks about real life things with a humor twist to it awesome stuff I'd also like to give a shout out to my bestie, Meredith Hayden for designing the logo for our podcast and Logan Weckle Logan Weckle Weckle sexy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, he knows who he is. Who he yeah. Is. yeah, he knows. He took Meredith's design and did his own version of it. His design is the one that we use for our uploads. He did an amazing job on his, and we are greatly appreciative for all the help from him and Meredith for helping us get our image out there. And last but certainly not least, my good friend Icarus Unholy for writing our banger of a theme song, if we do say so ourselves. Banger. He's a very talented musician and He's just awesome. And a certified hottie. A certified hottie. Certified hottie. Damn straight. Mm -hmm. So I will be posting the link to his YouTube channel below. I will also be posting other links for our other shout-outs to find their social media below. And while we're on shout-outs, like, we're getting ready to talk about Godzilla, right? Which is fair to say, low budget as hell, correct? Uh, Depends on which one you're talking about. We're just going to go with yes. Low budget. Uh, Get your facts right now. All of them are low budget, but some of them are. Well, for the low budget ones, since we're already talking about low budget, can we just give a shout out to the Terrorvision theme? You did not just bring up the Terrorvision theme. <laughs> I damn right sure now. did. Let me have this one thing that you bring in this damn we, theme up. I thought it was appropriate since we're getting ready to talk about low budget it, things. It'll get its own episode. Not right now. Terrorvision. Terrible music. <laughs> Taylor hates it. I love it. Anyway, moving on. We're getting ready to jump into our topic today of Godzilla the Showa series. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor mentioned earlier, I am going to be stepping out for most of this episode, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a magic trick uh, whenever we uh, whenever we're ready. Okay, what's the magic trick? Is it magic man? You got anything else to say? Now you see me. Now you don't. Bada bing, bada boom. Get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> Bye, then. Y'all enjoy hearing about some Godzilla. I'll shout y'all later. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have a special treat. We got my brother, Whiskey, back. I'm so happy to be back and talk about some Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Hannah's going to step off on this one because uh, 
I don't think she's uh, as into it as you and me are, definitely. Yeah, if I could, I just kind of want to get a, a little backstory of, like, my first experience with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Just so I can prove my devotion. Devotion. <laughs> devotion. Uh, I think Mom still has the book. In my first grade class, on the first week of school, we made a, like, she got on, like, a sheet. Mm-hmm. And you fill out, like, information about yourself. Like, get to know your fellow classmates. Yeah. And we got three wishes. One of the questions was, if you had three wishes, what would your three wishes be? Uh-huh. And my first wish was to be Godzilla. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Because, well, I don't remember my first experience. I do remember, I think, either Dad... Or someone in Dad's family. I have memories of like Sherry Fox and going to see them and watching Giant Monsters All Out Attack. And I, I don't know why I remember that. And I also remember begging Mom and Dad if we could watch Godzilla vs. Megalon. And Dad was like, no. <laughs> Those are my only memories. I don't even remember why we got into it. And I think Dad felt like we were going to get out of it. And we just didn't. <laughs> So, it was actually me. It was you. got us into it. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, I don't, I don't even know if you remember this, but in kindergarten. Okay. My reward for being good and, like, getting in grades and not getting into trouble was on the weekends. I got to stay up late and watch TV. Ooh. And I always watched Monster Jam. <laughs> classic. Classic. So, Monster Trucks. After Monster Trucks, I would watch the show called BattleBots. BattleBots. Yeah, I remember BattleBots. And one night, I was just up like that was my reward. And I remember they showed Godzilla's late, like old Godzilla movies late at night. Do you remember which one it was? I can't actually remember which one it was. I have several memories. But we'll get into when we actually go through the individual movies. The yeah. ones I remember yeah, my yeah, first time yeah. watching. I was just kind of curious to see if you actually remembered which one it was. I don't remember which was the first one I watched, but I remember watching it and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Not a lot of people are really into Godzilla, I feel like. I feel like it's a very niche thing, you know what I mean? But we're going to go into, there's like four different Godzilla franchises, well, not friends, series, I should say. Four different ones. The Showa, which will take us from 1954 to 1974. Heisei, which will take us from 1985 to 1995. Then we'll do Millennium, which started in 1999 and ended in 2004. And then we're going to do Legendary Pictures, which started in 2014. And to my knowledge, is still going. I feel like they are, they're planning more. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I've heard the, there's a rumor there's going to be one more with Godzilla and Kong facing a mystery opponent. Mystery opponent. Now, obviously, we're not going to do all these movies in one go. We would be here for like eight hours (laughs) because a lot of people don't know. Godzilla's got over 30 films, which is insane. (laughs) Over 30. I don't know another franchise that has that many movies. Well, and that's not even the end of it because if you wanted to expand it, he's had two different cartoon series. Mm -hmm. One in the 60s. Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera did. Which mom loves. Another one after the 1998 
movie. True, true, true. So that's one another series. If you count it, but you know. It also has an, an anime, comic series, children's books. I mean, there's so much stuff. Fun fact. I did not learn this until I started doing research. Oh, okay. Godzilla is canon in the Marvel Universe. Are you for realsies? How? He actually, for a very short period, was licensed by Marvel and fought alongside Thor and the Hulk. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine that in the new movies? They just do a crossover and just Godzilla just doing stuff and then all of a sudden Thor and the Hulk <laughs> show up. That just, would be awesome. I just keep picturing uh, Kong with his axe and Thor with <laughs> Coming down on somebody. That would be awesome. Oh my god. Well, let's get this kicked off with the original Godzilla, which was made in 1954. So not even 10 years after the United States dropped the two atomic bombs on Japan. Now still today, Japan is the only country that has ever been hit with uh, nuclear weapons before. And they know the after effects. Now, what does the bomb have to do with the movie? Well, it's kind of an allegory for the atom bombs. What the director said that Godzilla is kind of like a... What's the word I'm looking for here? A metaphor. A metaphor for nuclear weapons. And nature mixing and that it is out of our control. It's a classic. I mean, let's be honest with each other. Like It's, it's up there with like Dracula, Frankenstein, Jason. Like He's become a horror icon. And it's really a sad movie. There are different versions of this movie. You've got the Japanese version. Okay. And then you've got the bastard American version <laughs> that came out two years later. Now you're probably wondering, what's the difference? Well, the Japanese version has all of the very uh, troubling scenes. Like, for example, Godzilla is 154 feet tall in this movie, I feel. So it was 165. 165? Okay. Point is, he's huge. He tramples on buildings. Obviously, people get crushed. There are shots of people getting crushed. There are shots of people dying of uh, radiation poisoning. There's even a really powerful scene where a mother is holding her two children, and Godzilla's coming towards them, and she's saying, we're about to be with Daddy in heaven. And the kids are just, like, accepting it, and it's, like, really sad. And the, the music in it, like, there's a scene where these, like, schoolgirls are singing, like, this really ominous song, because they treat it like a real disaster. In the American version, none of that is there. <laughs> none of it. They took it out. They took out the theming. They even took out scenes and added scenes with American actors and Asian lookalikes to make it look more authentic. And it's really bad. So if you ever do watch this movie, don't watch the American version. It's really bad. <laughs> watch the Japanese version. I think it's an amazing movie. What do you think? So I think it is almost one of a kind uh, especially the Japanese version, because I, I don't know if you know, but after the they surrendered, after we dropped the bombs and they surrendered, they were pretty much occupied while we set up a democratic representative government. Yeah. They actually weren't allowed to talk about what happened. Really? Like, formally. So it wasn't until the ban got lifted that they could talk about it. And even then, it was kind of like, you know, you can't say something bad about these people that are occupying you. Yeah. So it becomes almost like this, how do we talk about what happened but mm -hmm. not talk about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it very much is, you know, 
a comment how horrible the nuclear bombs were. And even in the design of Godzilla, like the black, like flaky, messed up skin is supposed to like show kind of like skin that's been affected by like nuclear really? radiation. Really? I didn't even know that. That's that crazy. Went into it. That is crazy. So, plot of the movie is uh, that there are these strange happenings all across the uh, coast of Japan. Villages being destroyed, animals going missing, and they don't really know what it is. And the locals are saying, it is a Godzilla. Who's Godzilla? We don't know. And the most powerful scene is when these people are going up to the top of a mountain, and all of a sudden, Godzilla lifts his head up on the other side of the mountain and like looks down on them. And that's the first time you actually see him like face-to-face, and it is terrifying and funny at the same time. Terrifying in the fact of, can you imagine walking up a mountain and just looking up and seeing a monster that big looking back down at you? Funny in the sense, it's a puppet. <laughs> it's not done well. Because there's scenes, obviously, this is 1954, CG doesn't exist yet. It's a guy in a suit. Which a lot of people don't know how hard it is to be the guy in the suit. It was so hot, he could only manage to be in it for like 10 minutes without passing out. He couldn't see anything. His head was it was in the neck. And they do really good cinematography in here because they film him from low angles for most of the movie. And then you get those rare scenes where they couldn't do that and they're using a hand puppet. <laughs> it looks really bad. But it's also, that's, that's cheesy and that's what's fun about these movies is that they're not afraid to have fun and be cheesy. Even the original has it. Yeah, I just want to say, imagine... You're in pitch black. You're way down. All you can smell is your own sweat, and it is steaming hot. Torture is what you would call that for anyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's what it's like inside the Oh, it's it's awful. Especially the first movie. Now, Godzilla, the word Godzilla, is actually, uh, in Japan, it's Gojira, right? It is the combination of the word gorilla and whale <laughs> which is, i thought is odd because he does not look like any of those things um so actually he got his name from someone who was in the production studio yeah he was named yeah yeah you're right <laughs> so i guess that guy's nickname was gorilla whale <laughs> so i don't know how he felt about that <laughs> imagine having a monster named after you that'd be pretty cool right and a lot of people also don't know what his roar... Obviously, everybody knows Godzilla's roar. It's very iconic, but a lot of people don't know how it's made. It's taking a leather glove and rubbing it on a stringed instrument. I believe a cello. I'm not sure. And looking back, when you when you hear the his roar, it's, you can kind of hear it a little bit. Seriously recommend this movie. It's amazing. Obviously, it started the series. I just wanted to go a little bit into this. We're going to have to go through, like... There's a lot of movies we're going to have to go through, so we're going to have to move on. Next one is we're going to start disagreeing. Godzilla raids again. They filmed this movie. This movie came out six months after the original. Six months. Which means they filmed it, edited it, and marketed it all within six months. And it really shows. (laughs) It really shows. Because already the grim tone in the original is already lost it's not even about nuclear weapons anymore the message is lost you know what i mean how did you feel about this movie because i think it is probably the worst in the show series so i don't think it's the worst 
in the Showa series. I think they had a smash hit in Godzilla. And they're like, we have to capitalize right now. And they just rushed it. It does have a couple bad shots. There's a couple. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> there's, there's one in particular that really sticks out. It's you're, an you're... overhead view. <laughs> I think it's right before they bury him in the ice. Uh-huh. And it looks like they took just a black doll and set it down. I, I found out why he doesn't move in that scene. Well, let me get back to that. Uh, for people who haven't seen the movie, two pilots show up on an island. They find another Godzilla, which in the end of the original, spoiler alert, they kill him. Okay. They find a weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer. They set it off and they kill him. But the guy that invented the Oxygen Destroyer goes down with it. Not only does he kill Godzilla, but he takes the most deadly weapon with him to his grave. Okay. This movie takes place after that. And these two pilots land on an abandoned island, and they find another Godzilla. Which they're like, what? How? And there's also another monster that has been mutated by radiation named Angoris. Angoris. There's lots of ways people pronounce it. And they don't like each other. And they spend the entire movie fighting. Now, obviously, the Godzilla suit had to be slimmed down for this movie because he's actually fighting another monster. At the end of the movie, Godzilla fights Angoris in Okinawa. And defeats him. And then goes to the Arctic. The planes bombard the Arctic ice and steal Godzilla away. Now back to that scene you were talking about. Do you know why he doesn't move in that scene and he looks like a doll? Because he's actually a doll? It is a doll, but it's actually a wind-up toy that actually does move. And the original plan was for them to put it and it to move. And apparently it looked so bad. That they just decided, we're just going to keep it still because it looks better. (laughs) If the scene looks better when it's just a doll sitting there, I can't imagine what it looked like when it moved. But there's a lot of problems with this movie. That's the American version. There are two different versions of this movie as well. There's Godzilla Raids Again, and then there's the American version version called Gigantus the Fire Monster. (laughs) Somebody went, Godzilla's not gay. We're Gigantus. Fire monster. First of all, it's not even fire. It's nuclear radiation. Okay, it's 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 plasma. Wait, laser plasma. His breath. It's never really explained. I thought it was like pla- concentrated radiation. It's not plasma. Okay, I, I, I don't know why that was the word I was thinking. Concentrated plasma. In the American version, they took Godzilla's roar out because they thought it was bad and put Angrus's roar in for both monsters. <laughs> The pacing is so fast because they're like moving like lightning speeds because the editor wanted it to be slow and filmed it in a slow thing but accidentally hit the wrong button and made it go faster. (laughs) And there's no plot. Like the the characters are awful. Can you name one character you remember from that movie? Exactly. (laughs) The only redeeming qualities of the entire movie is the fight scenes. And a lot of Godzilla movies are that way. And a fight scene alone can make or break a movie, and it is not good. Like, at all. I love how at one scene, Godzilla hits Angrus with his radioactive breath, and Angrus just kind of laughs. It's like, that doesn't fucking hurt. And then does it again later, and it destroys him, and it doesn't make sense. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I'm just, it's so bad. Like, it's so bad. Uh, I think it's I think it's bad in the best kind of way, though. Like, mm. I think it's the I, let me tell you. I think it's the second worst of the series. 
second. I take that back. I, I think it's in the lower portion of it. Oh, it's in the lower. <laughs> There's no question about we'll, it. We'll get to the, the with, movie for me. With the original the and what's, what follows it and the two next two movies that follow it, it is garbage. Okay? Debatable. In the next movie, we get one of the most iconic throwdowns of all time. Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> now, realistically, this wouldn't be much of a fight. Because Godzilla is 165 feet tall. Kong is only 25 feet tall. Not really realistic. But, they beefed King Kong up to Godzilla size. So now we have a gorilla that's 165 feet tall. And this is one of the most legendary throwdowns of all time. It's up there with like Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason. I think King Kong is and versus Godzilla is right up there. Okay. Oh yeah. I just want to point out every time Godzilla has to fight Kong, mm-hmm. they have to give him buffs to even put him in Godzilla's I mean, lead. Re- realistically, you have to. Like <laughs> Kong is just a gorilla. Godzilla is a nearly indestructible, radioactive, giant dinosaur that shoots concentrated radiation. It's not really fair. Also wanted to um, just add this. The original plan was to have Frankenstein in this movie. And how Godzilla fight Frankenstein. That would be awesome. (laughs) And you know, uh, Toho, the company that made the Godzilla movies, actually didn't throw that away. They actually made Frankenstein Conquers the World, which is a Frankenstein monster that's the size of Godzilla that ends up finding another monster named Baragon. And it's a really, I think it's a good movie. That one is, at least. Yeah. But they liked it so much, not only did they keep that, they they made a sequel. Now, you're going to notice something in the Godzilla movies, and that is when they switch monsters for scripts, which does happen a lot, they don't change anything. They literally kept the same script for Godzilla vs. Frankenstein and just took Frankenstein out and put Godzilla in and it doesn't make sense <laughs> because oh first of all plot okay there's a American submarine in the Arctic they're going to investigate these weird I think radiation flashes on an iceberg they find Godzilla has awoken from his hibernation and he goes on a rampage simultaneously other people go to a, an island to find this medicine that they think that they can use it's a sleep drug if i remember correctly and they find indigenous people and a gorilla that's 165 feet tall <laughs> on the island and they're like holy shit we don't need this sleep drug that can put anybody to sleep why would we need that <laughs> we've just found a 165 feet tall gorilla so they use the sleep drug put him to sleep and take him with them <laughs> And they take him back to the... Is it, does this movie take place in Japan? I'm not really sure. I think it does. it does. And they take him back, and Kong meets Godzilla for the first time. And Kong sees Godzilla shoot fire and goes, Nope! <laughs> I'm not fighting that. And then, later on in the movie, they take these wires, which is plot convenience, because the guy invented this really strong wire. Wires King Kong to all these balloons, float him up to top of Mount Fuji to fight Godzilla again, and that's the last 10, 20 minutes of the movie. Nobody gives two shits about the humans in this movie. They're not interesting. The whole entire movie is leading up to that fight where they actually throw down, and it is amazing. This movie is one of my favorite Godzilla scenes in it. 
Kong rips a tree <laughs> out of the ground. Like, shoves it down Godzilla's it's a throat. <laughs> because there's nothing in the head of the rubber suit. His yeah. head's beneath it. The head is just bouncing. Bouncing back and forth. So they, t- they fight at the top of Mount Fuji. It's not really fair. I mean, it's not really fair. Kong is clearly the underdog in the fight, even though he's the more iconic monster. They're throwing rocks at each other. Godzilla's throwing about. Fucking God's King Kong plays hide and seek with him. He goes to the top of the mountain and hides in a cave and waits for Godzilla to come around the corner and ambush him. Throws rocks. Kong like does a somersault to try to dodge the rock. Hits his head on a rock, <laughs> trying to dodge it, and knocks himself out. Godzilla, being the uh, I think toxic monster starts like taunting him and like slamming his tail down on him and then lightning thunderstorm rolls in lightning starts striking kong for some reason this is where the frankenstein part comes in because obviously electricity would make frankenstein stronger right well now it's king kong so now for some reason kong has electrical powers (laughs) it's never really explained Kong gets struck by lightning, goes Super Saiyan, and starts whooping Godzilla's ass. Shoves the tree down his throat. Have you seen the stop motion drop kick? Yeah, we'll talk about another drop kick later. Later? Oh, man. There's one scene where, like, you've got the humans in the foreground just, like, talking, oh my god, what are we going to do? And in the background, you have obviously a Godzilla puppet and a King Kong puppet, and there's somebody behind the mountain, and they're like fighting like hand puppets in the back. And they're like, oh my god, what a travesty. And then the most iconic scene where they're beside the ocean, they've got a pagoda, which is like a ancient Japanese building, I believe. It's like a Shinto religion like oh, okay. structure. Okay. And Godzilla and Kong are like duking it out. They both fall into the ocean, and only Kong surfaces. Which gorillas can't swim. I just want to point that out. <laughs> like, like maybe you could give it that he's not like a normal gorilla, but he, they can't swim. Kong is the victor. Now there was some controversy over this movie because for the longest time there was a rumor that in the American version King Kong wins, and in the Japanese version Godzilla wins. That is not true. Kong was always meant to win because he, at the time, was more iconic of the monsters the only difference between the american and the japanese is in the american version is the one that we see kong just swims off in the japanese version kong does swim off but when the credits start to roll you hear godzilla's roar faintly that is the only difference between the movies i think the funniest thing about that rumor is they've tracked it back to like one magazine and one writer and one person managed to dupe Thousands of people. Thousands of people thinking that the movie was different. <laughs> Always fact check your source. Always fact check. Overall, what would you think about this movie? So I really feel like this is the we're really into the comedic, like just. Funny. I wouldn't say comedic. Well, yeah, I mean it's got its comedic moments. I would say, I think this is one of the best. Like for fight wise, like I entertaining humans. Nobody cares. Yeah, movie-wise, I, I think, like, I have it in the middle, is, but entertainment, all top five. You can't beat the, the tree. <laughs> King Kong ripping the tree. <laughs> Shoving it down his throat. <laughs> Obviously, the new version that just came out in 2021 has none of those things. It would have been amazing if they did at some point. Kong just ripped a tree out. Just, just 
put it down his throat. But oh, so good. Next, we have Godzilla versus Mothra. What a oh, banger this one love is! This movie now. For those who don't know, Mothra had her own movie, which is also made by Toho, in 1961. She's a moth. She has two larvae that always appear in every movie, and two twin fairies that I guess they're, they're like guardians? I'm not sure what they are. So I always saw it as like, Mothra is kind of like a goddess. Yeah. The way they talk, and the fairies are kind of like her link to the human world and way okay. to communicate. That's a good way to put it. They're kind of like Jesus, like they're the yeah. physical representation of kind of like the connection to the, our physical world. Yeah. So, again, American version fucks this movie up. I don't know what it is about the Americans, but God, they can't do their shit. So, in the Japanese version, it is Godzilla versus Mothra. In the American version, it is Godzilla versus The Thing. And the whole selling point that they made was they wouldn't show what Mothra looked like. For all the posters, it was censored out. You couldn't see what Godzilla was fighting. So the whole point was to, if you wanted to see what Godzilla was fighting in this movie, you had to come see it. And it was a moth. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does what most movies in the series can't do. Have interesting human characters. So, plot. Movie starts out, there's a hurricane. Or some kind of tropical storm. It washes an egg to the shore of Japan. A asshole billionaire buys the egg and decides he's going to keep it. Obviously, this egg belongs to Mothra. It is her babies. The twins show up to talk to the billionaire and say, Hey, you don't own that. You should probably get that back. And the guy goes, Oh my God, tiny twin fairies. I can capture them and sell them. <laughs> tries to capture them. Obviously... Mothra's pissed. <laughs> While they got all that going on, fucking Godzilla shows up after getting his ass whooped from Kong. Rising from under the ground. I always thought from that scene that maybe the, the storm washed him ashore and buried him, perhaps. Obviously, Godzilla goes on a rampage. They plead with Mothra to come fight him. Mothra fights him. Mothra dies. Twins hatch and fight Godzilla and defeat him. De defeat in the sense of he falls back into the ocean and it's, lives to see another day. What do you think of this movie? So this is um, I don't want to reveal our rankings, but I love this movie. This movie's amazing. The sleazy businessman is just hilarious. Like, hmm, giant God, I'm gonna piss off, but I can make some money. <laughs> Tiny twins that I can capture and sell tickets to see. Oh, it's so good. So God. Also, I just want to bring up how sweet Mothra is. Like, after all these terrible things the humans do, she's like, you know what? I'm going to stop Godzilla for him. She has no reason to do that. But she does it anyway, right? This movie really introduces the fact of how indestructible Godzilla is. Now, in the other movies, you know, they try and stop him. Tanks, planes, whatever. This movie, God, do they try everything on this guy. He's going on a rampage. Speaking of which, I love the design of this Godzilla. He looks so menacing. I don't know why. They shoot him with electricity. They bomb him. They shoot him. They do everything they can do. 
And it gets to the point where the pyrotechnics in the movie actually sets the Godzilla head on fire. <laughs> they shot him so much. Again, the actors in the suit don't get paid as much as they should. For 1964, I believe this movie came out, the puppetry for Mothra is really good. Her wing flaps are nice and big. She doesn't look super puppety. She actually like looks pretty nice. Her fight with Godzilla, which you think it's Godzilla versus a giant moth. It can't be that good. It actually is a pretty good fight. Mothra actually puts up a good fight. Not like Kong, but, you know, she gives it to him. Ultimately, she does end up dying. And her babies end up taking Godzilla out, shooting silk for some reason that they can do and she can't. But they wrap Godzilla up in, like, a cocoon. He falls into the water. Which I don't understand why everybody's like, wow, Godzilla's been defeated. He fell in the water. The dude lives in the water. <laughs> it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, I think it was one of those, like, at this point he's like, wow, this silk is really annoying. Like, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going back in the water. <laughs> I'm just tired. I don't want to. This is. Because mm-hmm. they're like, the Mothra babies are like hiding, and then one will pop out and be like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. I don't go, I'll go, pew, 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 pew. There's one scene where like these good guys are sitting in a house talking, and the fairies show up, and they're like, hey, by the way, Mothra's kind of pissed. She's not going to help you out anymore. And they go out to follow the twins, and Mothra's just chilling in a fucking field. And they get on Mothra, and they fly away. And these, like, hurricane winds, because Mothra flaps her wings. How did she get there and not disturb their ass the first time? Did she, does she have a silent mode or something? Just blow her. Does she have a... I, I feel like she has a silent mode or something. Oh, man. This movie's great. I seriously recommend this one. Next movie is also a banger. Godzilla vs. Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. This movie introduces Godzilla's arch-rival, King Ghidorah. You're probably wondering, well, what's King Ghidorah look like? Obviously, he's got three heads. Giant space dragon from outer space that shoots lightning out of its mouth. If that isn't metal, I don't know what is. I thought they were actually gravity beams. It, like, it is, but it, it's electricity. Like, it, it, it's what it is. Fun fact for you. They almost thought about doing him, like, his main body black and then rainbow colors coming off. Really? Instead of just the straight gold. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's also, he's gold. He has two tails, three heads, and cackles like a bell. And that was that was intentional. They wanted him to sound like that, which I think is actually pretty, pretty good. Plot of this movie, there are aliens, and uh, there's a princess, and apparently she's being trying to be assassinated. And she's like, hey, there's a giant space dragon that destroyed Mars on his way here. And they're like, Okay. And? <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> they stumble upon Godzilla, who is now fighting Rodan. Rodan was his own movie. Actually, the first colored kaiju movie ever made. Rodan started his own movie. He's like a giant pterodactyl thing that was has been modified by radiation. Him and Godzilla don't like each other in this movie, and they spend the entire movie just beating the shit out of each other. But, like, in funny ways. Like, it's not even, like, serious. They're just, like, little kids <laughs> fighting over, like, a toy or something. There's one scene, and I'll never forget it. It's the best scene in the movie. Freaking Rodan shows up, picks Godzilla up, lifts him up in the air, and drops him right onto an electrical tower on his dick. <laughs> There's another scene 
where they've got a boulder and they're essentially playing volleyball with it and throwing at each other, <laughs> talking shit to each other. Obviously, Ghidorah shows up, starts fucking shit up, apparently destroyed Mars. Mothra shows up, obviously, because Mothra cares about the Earth. It's only one of the larvae. I'm assuming the other one died or something. It's amazing, because Godzilla and Rodan are just like... <laughs> You've got the giant space dragon blowing the earth up, and they're essentially standing in the corner going, I don't like you. <laughs> so Mothra's like, goes to them, it's like, guys, please. The world, the fate of the world is on the line, and you're dicking around. <laughs> this is where I think that we're like the childish aspects of the series started really coming out because there's a scene where like the good guys are talking with the fairies. The fairies are back in this movie and the fairies can understand, apparently can talk monster language because apparently they have their own language. And Mothra's talking to Godzilla and Rodan and Mothra's like, quit being dickheads and come help me fight Ghidorah. And apparently whatever said, whatever Godzilla says back to, to Mothra, they're like, oh my God, Godzilla, what terrible language. <laughs> Godzilla's was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Mothra goes and tries to fight Ghidorah by himself. Gets his dick stomped in because it's a giant space dragon. And then Rodan and Godzilla are like, alright, we'll help you out. And what proceeds is one of the most amazing fights in the series. For some reason, Godzilla never uses his breath in this movie against Ghidorah. Never does it. Don't understand why. All the special effect budget on Ghidorah's lightning and just <laughs> maybe. But you know what's weird is in the third and fourth movie, Kong and Mothra, Godzilla's breath actually like does damage. Not like in the first movie, like actually does damage. And in this movie, he uses it not on Ghidorah but on Rodan, and Rodan kind of like laughs it off, it's like "bitch, that ain't nothing." Like oh, there's a, oh, there's one other scene where Rodan and Godzilla are dicking around. And Rodan bites Godzilla's tail. And Godzilla looks back at him and looks back at the camera and he's absolutely petrified. He's like, this mother just bit my tail. Oh, so good. And there's some really good fights in this. You know, Mothra gets on Rodan's back and Rodan's flying around and Mothra's shooting the web and Godzilla's like, you know, trying to fight him. And we get the best scene in the whole movie when Ghidorah shoots his lightning, and hits Godzilla in the dick. <laughs> and they specifically, like, get a close-up of it. They zoom in on it. They think. zoom in on it. <laughs> he, gets he doesn't even have a dick, but he gets hit there, like, twice in this movie. Oh, my God, it's so good. Uh, what do you think of this movie? I mean, I think it's, it's a classic. It introduces Ghidorah. It reinforces that Mothra always does the right thing. thing. Yep. And then, like, I don't know, but it makes Rodan so funny. It <laughs> <laughs> makes <laughs> funny. Oh, man. All right, you want to take us into the next movie? Absolutely. So, this is one of my favorites. Ghidorah, I guess, was just such a huge hit that they um, brought him back for the next movie. It has two titles... Godzilla vs. Monster Zero, and Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, so this one pretty much, again, some aliens show up. No one reacts at all. 
just chill about it. <laughs> my, my favorite part about this is, uh, I think it was released in 1965. Uh-huh. So it actually predates the Apollo missions by two years. I think the Apollo 1 wasn't until 1967. Wow. So we haven't even attempted going to the moon yet. Aliens show up and are like, hey, so we got this monster on our planet. And you just make it, I think it's Mars. I can't, I can't exactly. It's one it. of the moons to, because Mars was destroyed because Ghidorah destroyed it. I can't remember exactly. What, oh, it's Jupiter. It's Jupiter? a moon beside Jupiter. Yeah. And they're like, hey, um, there's this monster like destroying everything. Can we like borrow your monsters? <laughs> You know, it's just like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it's like, who has the power to make that decision? decision? They're like, yeah, like, as if they could stop them from taking them. <laughs> like, you're a superior alien race that managed to come here from Jupiter. <laughs> They're asking kindly, can we borrow this? <laughs> like a neighbor trying to borrow <laughs> And this leads to one of the best scenes. Mm-hmm. After Godzilla and Rodan lay the smack down on Ghidorah. Yeah, you gotta tell them where they get. They, they fight in space. They fight in space. Uh, on this moon planet. It turns out to be Ghidorah, by the way. That monster. Yeah, it's Ghidorah. Um, you know, Mothra was supposed to be in this movie. Originally. But the budget for these movies, if you're going to notice, this is going to be a theme. They keep cutting the budget to these movies. And they have to keep getting more creative <laughs> with what they resourceful. do resourceful they find some interesting ways mothra got cut because apparently it was too much money for them to use that puppet the mothra larva puppet so they beat you know Ghidorah in space somehow mm-hmm. and godzilla starts jumping up and dancing the victory dance <laughs> freaking jumps up and just like yeah oh Biatch. <laughs> and it is hilarious. But, unfortunately, dun dun dun, the aliens are evil. <gasps> no! <laughs> are you telling me the aliens are evil in the movie? That's going to be a recurring theme, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, they're like, oh, now that the monsters are on space, let's go destroy the Earth. Mm-hmm. They so, do some mind control on Godzilla and uh, Rodan. They must have mind controlled Ghidorah too. Did they just stumble across Ghidorah after he got his ass beat? And they're like, "Yes, <laughs> we're going to mind control this random space dragon." <laughs> Start destroying the Earth. Humans are like, "Oh no, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Probably shouldn't let him borrow them." Destroy the mind control devices. And all three of them kind of wake up and are like, Godzilla and Rodan kind of like turn and look and see Ghidorah. And Ghidorah's like, oh shit. <laughs> These guys get <laughs> And they get into another fight. I don't remember that last fight being... I remember the first fight on Mars being the way better one. And this one was just kind of forgettable. Did yeah, they just I, defeat him again? The, the Mars one is better. Oh yeah, the Mars one is so... Well, hold on, the, the moon one. Yeah. Yeah, because the, they're fighting in space. And it's... it's it's great. It's hilarious. This movie is so impactful because there's been so many uh, levels now in the video games that have been on space just because of that <laughs> one scene. <laughs> Specifically in Godzilla Domination for the Game Boy, there's the moon level where you could jump higher. That specifically was designed because of that movie. 
This one's not as good as the uh, the first one. I have them almost on equal ground. I think the the original Ghidorah is probably the more classic. Mm-hmm. But this one, the just between the two of them, they have some really funny scenes. For somebody that's never watched these movies and they're hearing us describe them, they're like, "This sounds batshit crazy." It is. <laughs> that's what's fun about them. They're not afraid to have fun. Like they're just not. What would you rate this? What do you think it was good? Oh, it's amazing. It's it's in the top. It's it's okay. Next movie, in my opinion, is the worst. Like absolutely the worst. The worst. Like you, we've had so many good ones, other than Raids Again. So many good ones, and then they finally fuck it up. So backstory in this movie. This movie is called Godzilla vs. Ebra: Horror of the Deep, or the American <laughs> version. Godzilla versus the sea monster. <laughs> and they did the same thing with Mothra in this movie. They didn't tell the American audience what it was. They're like, it's a sea monster. You gotta come see the movie to know what it is. Can you imagine, like, paying your hard-earned money to figure out, like, what's Godzilla fighting in this movie? Well, your first clue should have been in Godzilla versus the thing, and it showed up and it was a fucking moth. <laughs> that, like, that would have been a ripoff. Going to see this movie. You know what his opponent in this movie is? It's a shrimp. <laughs> it's a giant shrimp. <laughs> Can I please? Good. So I've actually got a story. Oh this. boy. So again, you know, I would watch these late night movies, hoping like every weekend, hoping for Godzilla to come on. Mm-hmm. And I'd always use the TV guide, and I would just read the titles to see if I'd seen the movie before. Yeah. And I'll never forget. For some reason, they picked this movie to be the last one to go on. Came on at like two a.m. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, that's really late," but I haven't seen it. <laughs> and when you hear, you see the title, and you're like, "Godzilla versus the Sea Monster." I was like, "Wow, that sounds cool!" I was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be so." Think good. about it. In the last two movies, he fought a giant space dragon. I wonder what the sea monster is. I'll never forget. I stayed up all that time struggling to stay awake. And, like, I think they even had good Godzilla movies on before it. And then it got to this one, and it was like, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm young, so I didn't really pay too much attention to the human scenes anyway. Yeah. But I was like, it's, it's going to be a good Godzilla fight. It's going to be a good Godzilla fight. Spoiler. It was not. <laughs> so, was, even as a child, I was like, this is bad. <laughs> all night. For this. <laughs> so, plot of the movie. There's these guys. There's these friends, friend group. One of the friend group's brother went missing in a storm. And uh, they enter a dance contest to win a boat to try and go find him. They end up stealing a boat and end up finding this uh, island. Well, first, they're on the boat. It, it, there's a storm. And they see a giant claw come out of the water. And obviously, whoever made this movie is a big fan of James Bond because the theme sounds like James Bond. Like, really bad. They end up washing ashore. They find this island, and there is a terrorist organization called the Red Bamboo. And they're making nuclear weapons. How do you know they're bad? Because their leader wears an eye patch. <laughs> that is, that's Bad Guy 101. Eye patch. Eye patch. I also wanted to bring up... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's this movie 
Godzilla wasn't also intended to be Kong. Yep. So there's like a, a maiden slash female character, character yeah. and Godzilla's like weirdly obsessed with, with her. Like attracted. It's really weird. Again, they didn't change the script. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> they probably should have done that. Nope, didn't do that. So these guys, they're like, oh no, now we're on an island and there's a giant creature out there somewhere eating people. And uh, there's a terrorization. What are we going to do? And they go into a cave and they find Godzilla unconscious in the cave. At this point, I feel like Godzilla has finally transitioned into becoming a good guy. Because they're like, oh, sweet. We found Godzilla. We're saved. (laughs) So they take a sword. Because they're like, how are we going to wake him up? They take a sword. They put it on the top of a mountain. They have some wire. How the hell they found the wire? I don't know. Find some wire, and they hook it up to Godzilla, and it gets struck by lightning, and it wakes him up. First of all, <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> that only works on Kong. Again, that was supposed to be Kong. And that wasn't even supposed to be Kong's power. That's Frankenstein's power. <laughs> it's a double copy. That wakes Godzilla up, and he, like, crumbs out of the mountain, and then you see Ebra. Ebra is the antagonist of the movie. He's a shrimp. That's what he is. Like, he's a lobster shrimp kind of thing. Ebi is the Japanese word for shrimp. He is a shrimp. Is what he is. He's a giant one. Ebra sucks. <laughs> like, Godzilla comes out, sees Ebra, and Ebra's like, hey, get your ass in the water and come get this ass whooping. And Godzilla's like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> Godzilla picks up a rock and throws it at Ebra. They proceed to have volleyball. <laughs> like, like in the Rodan movie, they throw it back and forth for a while. They realize it's not going anywhere. Godzilla steps in the water, and Ebra does the most unbearable thing I can think of. He splashes Godzilla. <laughs> he takes his claw, and he splashes him. <laughs> and Godzilla's like, okay. <laughs> Godzilla comes up to Ebra and just goes, why am I even doing this? And just blasts him with the radiation beam. Ebra's like, nope, fuck that. And swims off. <laughs> That's the first fight of the film. They end up blowing some shit up. Yada, yada, yada. Second fight of the film. Ebra comes back. And they're ready to duke it out. Caveat. I'm pretty sure this movie has the giant condor fight. It does have the giant condor fight. <laughs> so, randomly, after Godzilla is infatuated with this woman, there's this giant condor bird thing that was uh, I guess mutated by the radiation from the weapons on that island this is the worst fight of the whole series you can't even see what happens they've got the camera so close to them they're like slapping each other and it's so bad like it's not even good it's like I don't I can't even see what's going on Godzilla just blasts the condor. Godzilla, the condor just falls in the water and dies. <laughs> That's it. There's like, there's no, there's no point. Final scene of the movie. Godzilla gets back in the water. Decides I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna go to Everest turf. These scenes were actually filmed underwater. Like they actually like made a pool and put the camera up to the glass and actually filmed the actors fighting underwater. Now keep in mind, in the past few movies, we've had. Angerus, who's a giant dinosaur with giant spikes. We've had King Kong, who's got electrical powers. We've had Mothra, who's basically immortal. And has poison. And has poison. Ghidorah, the giant space dragon. You, you know what? Uh, let's use electricity. You know what Ebra does? 
Nothing. <laughs> he can splash you, and that's about it. They literally find underwater, and Ebra's whole gimmick is he's a shrimp. He can swim really well. So can Godzilla. He's he's probably better than Ebra is. The movie just ends. Like Godzilla rips Ebra's arms off and blasts him with a ray. Movie ends. Like this, like it's so bad. The characters aren't good. The plot's kind of shitty. Ebra's the worst villain out of any of the movies. I don't care what you say. There's he's no threat to Godzilla at all. There is at no point did you look at Ebra and go, I think he has a chance. <laughs> Like, not even in the slightest. Like, it's so bad. I, I think it's the worst. I still think he's not the worst. I, he's the worst. And I, I will defend... Because we'll get to that one, but Everett poses no threat. I've got a counter-argument. I'm going to wait till we get to that movie. Okay, okay. Next movie is very controversial in the Godzilla community. You either love it or you hate it. I stand on, I like it. It is Son of Godzilla. You want to tell us the plot of this one? <clears throat> First off, I just want to address this. Because I don't know why like studios and places do this. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make a child version for kids to like. <laughs> kids are not that complicated. They don't need a miniature Godzilla. They actually just like Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so basically the plot. There's some researchers on... Monster Island, trying to do some weather research. Mm-hmm. They come across an egg that's being messed with by these giant praying mantises called Gamacris. Egg hatches, and it's baby Godzilla. It comes out. They call him like Minya or Manila. Manila, something like that. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> People, this, is why be, this is why this movie is so controversial. You either love him or you hate him, and there is no in-between. Well, I don't, I don't hate him, but if you're going to make a movie and you're, essentially he's that main character, you need to make your main character likable, or at least a protagonist. Manila is bad at everything. <laughs> so, I found out some stuff about this movie. Manila is not Godzilla's biological son. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. That's what I th- I always heard a rumor that Godzilla was on that other island sleeping because he was tired from like giving birth to the egg. Found out from the directors, nope, just an egg. Like, just I don't know how. That's not really explained. He is his kind of how like the Kooplings look like Bowser, but they're not his actual biological children. No, it's like that. How did Godzilla, like, how did he appear? I don't know. The Kamakris, the giant prey mantises, break open the egg. Godzilla's adopted son is inside. And they're like, oh yeah, it's dinner time. Godzilla shows up and proceeds to beat the shit out of all the fucking giant prey mantises. Sets two of them on fire. The third one looks at both of his dead friends and goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> flies away. Godzilla... After beating up the giant prey mantises, turns around, his tail whacks <laughs> Minya in the face and knocks him down. <laughs> Speaking of which, in the fight, the uh, prey mantises have a boulder and hit the rock. And it ends up hitting Minya in the face. <laughs> Godzilla's just like, you're alright. Godzilla just walks away. Terrible father. And <laughs> leaves him. And Manila's like, 
Aww. And then Godzilla comes back and puts him on his tail and walks away. Because he's like, alright, I guess I'll take you. So, the movie progresses. People are just like, man, we really need to get this weather project going. Manila starts to grow up. Volley there. Manila is the... <laughs> His own worst enemy. <laughs> Every single problem in the entire movie is because of him. Whether it's intentional or not. They end up... There's some like this weird like sickness on the island. And they have to go get this special water. And it's beside Godzilla's lair. It's essentially radioactive water. Because Godzilla shoots his breath into it. And apparently it cures people. He's also a terrible father. Because he's trying to teach Minya how to shoot... The radiation and he can't do it and he just steps on his tail and then he's able to do it just a bad father even threatens to hit him but then minnie actually does it right he's like oh good boy they're out one day trying to find some fruit minnie shows up <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and they're walking beside this valley and they're the praying mantis is there and minnie accidentally falls down and knocks these rocks down into the valley and underneath the ground in the valley is a giant spider. <laughs> I just want to say, they don't get enough credit for Kamunga, how good he looks. Uh, the spider's name is Kamunga. <clears throat> He's a giant spider. I'm not sure what kind of breed of spider. I'd like to know. Uh, the I can't imagine the puppetry work that they had to do to get this guy to look good. Probably more than Mothra. Actually, I do think I remember looked. It took... Two people per leg. 16 people to get his legs to work that way. I was like, I don't like this movie. But I love Kamunga. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a cool monster. Sure. It's a cool effect. Mm -hmm. Kamunga shows up and uh, ties up Minya. It's about to eat him. And the giant prey mantis shows up. And the giant prey mantis gets stuck in the web. And he gets eaten by Kamunga. And then Kamunga's about to eat Manila, and then Godzilla finally gets up and goes, Alright, I guess I'll help you again. And they end up getting into a fight. And uh, I'd say Kamunga does okay. I think he's more of a poseable threat than Ebra ever was. <laughs> I mean, he ends up like biting Godzilla and like stinging him in the eye and doing some other stuff to him. And It takes Manila and Godzilla shooting their breath at the same time, sets Kamunga on fire. When this does happen, the humans are setting off one of their weather experiments that actually turns the island into a blizzard. And Godzilla's like, man, we gotta get away. And he's trying to walk away. And Manila can't walk in the snow because it's too deep. Godzilla turns back. And this is actually a heartwarming scene. I'll give it credit for that. Godzilla picks Manila up and like holds him really close to him. And then they go into hibernation. The island essentially freezes. And he like holds it. I think that was a pretty that's that's a wholesome moment. Like I'll give it that. You don't like this movie, do you? <laughs> I do not. But the reason I dislike this movie is not in its own. It's that if you don't have this movie introducing Manila, you don't have a movie later on. And that's the movie that I hate. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Next movie is what was intended to be the end to the Godzilla movies. So at this point, kaiju movies in Japan were kind of a dying industry. like, Or because the last two Godzilla movies were duds. No, actually, it was all all kaiju movies. It wasn't just you know Toho. It was also gamer movies. They were really suffering. Saturated market. Yeah. It was too... There was just too many. So Toho decided, 
we're going to go big on this last one. This is going to be the end. We're going to be done. They pulled so many monsters out of their film series. Help me, if you, help me remember all of them. So you've got Godzilla. You've got Minya. You've got Mothra. You've got Ang Anguirus. Rodan. Rodan. Manda. Manda. Manda is from a 1961 movie called Atragon. Gorosaurus. Which is from King Kong Escapes. Baragon. Which was the monster that fought Frankenstein in the movie. Varen. Who had his own movie. I believe you're right. I think it was. Kamonga. Oh, I forgot about Kamonga. He's in it. Yep. Apparently, this is in the future. All the monsters are contained on one island. 1999. Yep, 1999. All the monsters are contained on this one island. Everything's great until aliens show up. <laughs> They're like, you know what? This Earth, we like it. No one gives two shits about the humans in this movie. This is one of those like King Kong versus Godzilla movies. Leading up, you're just trying to get to the end, is what happens. So I'm not going to talk about the plot. Essentially, bad guys show up, mind control all the monsters, humans defeat them. All the monsters are at the base of Mount Fuji. And the aliens decide to pull their trump card. They have Ghidorah. Ghidorah's back, baby. And he's badder than ever. What proceeds is one of the best fights in the series. All of those monsters team up to fight Ghidorah. I wouldn't even call it a fight. I would call it a street beatdown. <laughs> street beatdown. There are some cool scenes. Angerus bites Ghidorah on the neck. Ghidorah flies up into the air. Angerus lets go. Falls to the earth. Hits it really hard. Ghidorah comes down, slams on him, and gets off. Angerus gets back up like it's nothing. They just, they just beat the crap out of this whole movie. This movie does have... The only good vanilla scene in it. Yeah. You know who gets the final KO? <laughs> the, who actually kills him. Like, straight up kills Ghidorah in this movie. He doesn't get defeated. He gets killed. You know who kills him? Manila. <laughs> he shoots his little circle beam. He goes in a straight line. He stops. Changes angles. Comes down around Ghidorah's head and chokes, chokes him to death. <laughs> And then the last scene is, I think Ghidorah's like trying to stand up after they're all beating the shit out of him. Gorosaurus does a drop kick and drop kicks Ghidorah back down. Oh my god. It's a good movie. I'd, oh, we won't spend that much time on that one because that one's just kind of, that one's just that whole fight. Like it was just supposed to be like the ending to the series. Like we're done. Speaking of endings, we're going to take a quick ad break real quick, everybody. And we'll be right back with you. Take a walk on the inside. Do you enjoy supporting local businesses? I know I do. Well, I do too. And we certainly hope that you guys said yes as well. Is it product plug time? It is product, product plug time. Product plug! Well, the first business that we want to give a shout out to, it's always number one on our list, but Grace Upon Grace Creations. Grace Upon Grace, I've always referred to as like an online boutique, but technically they're considered an arts and crafts store online. But I think they deserve more of a... What's the word I'm trying to come up with here? They're more than just a basic arts and crafts store, okay? They're whatever you need them to be. These girls, exactly. I mean, it's true. These girls are whatever you need them to be. They got you. Lately, they have been expanding on their clothing lines. They, y'all, when I tell you that they have grown so much 
I mean, I have literally seen them go from, we just started this business to boom, look at all this stuff we've got. They're most up to date. They have baby clothes and toddler clothes and they are freaking adorable. Adorable. There's this one toddler outfit that has little wiener dogs all over it. It's so so cute. Like I mentioned earlier in previous episodes, they do seasonal things too. Like last time it was Easter. So they had a lot of Easter t-shirt designs and clothing coming out. Well, now that it's almost summer. Heck yeah, which by the way, I'm so glad for. They have now been coming out with their summer products. A lot of them have been bathing suit covers, dresses, cute stuff like that. But clothing is not the only thing that they have, guys. They even have jewelry, car freshies, tumblers, you name it. All kinds of cute stuff. Check them out. Right now, they currently... Until I think on the 22nd, they are doing a gift card raffle where if all you do is share your feedback with them and share their post, you could be entered to win a free $25 gift card. So please be sure to check them out, Grace Upon Grace Creations. Also, if you decide to order something from them, make sure when you message them your order, you give them the code word WEIRDSIDE for 15. That is 1-5% off your order. So you can treat yourself without feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Support a local business. Get a discount, too, while you're at it. Our next local business that we want to give a shout-out to is Sugar and Flour. We always give a shout-out to this one, too, because mm, her stuff is just so good. It's so good. New announcements about Sugar and Flour, by the way. They are hiring a cafe assistant. So if y'all need a job and you love working in the food business and even more, you like supporting local businesses and even want to be a part of one. And working for an awesome person in Sam, the owner. Yes. Who we've personally got to know over the last, what, year? I think so. I've known her for a while now. but Yeah, but me, I, I haven't. No, you haven't. But you see already, just from the short amount of time you've known her, how wonderful of a person that she is. Oh, yeah. I've known Sam since before she even had Sugar and Flour, and she, it's always been a dream of hers to get her own business one day. And now that she's reached that goal, she hasn't forgot about other people who are trying to make their local business happen, too. She always is looking to promote other local businesses, and she's always raising awareness for things going and money for things going on in the community. Mm-hmm. She also posted some new menu items, Ooh. lunch menu items. She's got a new barbecue chicken wrap i believe Mm, oh it looks so good and today i saw that now she's got her own blts and oh my gosh these things look thick and they look delicious if anybody hears any random sniffing we have we just adopted a new senior dog and he's in the room with us and he's he's excited and he's breathing heavy so anybody hears that that's that's what what that is. is we're sorry yes but he's our precious boy oh yeah sugar and flour Check them out. She's got a lot of different delicious pastries and treats. She has coffees, cold brews, fraps, hot coffees, teas, and she has menu items for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> Check her out. Sugar and flour. Delish. Delish. The third local business that we want to give a shout out to is Twist and Shake. Twist and Shake. Twist and Shake. Twist and Shake is located in the Christiansburg Mall, and they have milkshakes, ice cream, 
and our personal favorite, soft pretzels. Pretzels. That are mouth-watering. We actually, a couple weeks ago, I would say at this point, we did finally try some milkshakes from them. And if I'm being honest, I have heard (laughs) and seen some mixed reviews on the milkshakes. But I ordered the s'mores milkshake for me. And I got Taylor the Reese's Pieces milkshake. Mm -hmm. They were both pretty freaking good. I thought they were good, but the pretzels. The soft pretzels, though. Ooh. If you're looking we are for, we are pretzel connoisseurs. We love some soft pretzels, but if you're looking for a soft pretzel that's got a good homemade taste to it, definitely check them out. They have original, I think, cinnamon sugar and garlic parmesan, which is and maybe even pepperoni. I think pepperoni. But we get the garlic parmesan and. Mm. And the last local business that we want to give a shout out to is the Happy Hog Restaurant that has recently opened in Parisburg. Happy Hog. It's fractionally right across the street from Sugar and Flour. Taylor and I went to go eat there for dinner probably about a week ago. Uh, broccoli and cheddar soup, my own personal recommendation. Holy shit, oh, was it good? My gosh. I got cheese grits. Do y'all know I love grits, especially cheese grits. And do you know how rare it is for me to find cheese grits on a menu? But Happy Hog sure had them, and they were freaking delicious. I mean, they probably lasted on my plate about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I got the fried chicken sandwich, which was pretty decent. I got pulled pork. It was really good. Yeah. Also got some mashed totters and that broccoli and cheddar soup. Man, that broccoli and cheddar soup. It was the bomb. Yes. So if you guys are looking for, again, for another local restaurant to try out and want to support a local business, give the Happy Hog a check out. I will post the link below to check out their Facebook page as well as the other local businesses that we gave a shout out to. And real quick, I'm just giving a quick shout out for a little mom and pop shop that I went to in Danville, Virginia a couple weeks ago. This restaurant was called Hopper's Poppers and it was an ice cream place. But they also had flavored popcorns in there, and I got the cookies and cream popcorn. And I'm surprised it lasted for how long it did. I managed to make it last for two days, but it could have instantly been gone had I not had any self-control. I also got the espresso-flavored ice cream, and oh my god, it was so freaking good. I got Rudy a pup cup from there, too, and they were just so sweet about it. So, Hoppers Poppers. I'll also post the link for them as well. And now, without further ado, we'll get back to our show. Let's get back to the show. Take a walk on the inside. Welcome back, everybody, from that wonderful ad break. So this is the point where our entire thing is going to turn. Because Destroy All Monsters was supposed to be the end of the Godzilla series. They were going to be done. And then it just didn't end. Now, the reason this next movie exists is because... Now, now, Godzilla's, Godzilla's box office rival, Gamera, which is a space turtle that shoots rocket jets out of its shell and shoots fire. Seriously recommend those movies, too. Had, like, a, a best-of movie. They made a movie that did have original scenes, but also had stock footage of the best parts from the entire Gamera series. So it was like a best-of compilation. Apparently, there were some people at Toho that decided, we're going to do that. And Godzilla's Revenge was born. <laughs> this is most of everybody's least favorite movie in the entire series. Because most of the movie, it's just stock footage from Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. Son of Godzilla. I'm missing another one. I'm, I know I'm missing another one. But those are the two big ones. Those are the two big ones. I might miss another one. There's another one. It's just stock footage from just those movies, essentially. A lot of this movie... 
is a little boy is bullied at school, doesn't have friends. Parents work all the time to try to give him a nice life, but he never sees them. He has a very vivid imagination and imagines that he is on Monster Island and befriends Manila. You're probably wondering, how does he befriend Manila? Well, Manila can actually shrink down to human size in this movie and can talk. And I think everything in this movie is a dream, as far as the monsters go. Monster-wise, it is a dream. So, Manila is also bullied by a monster on Monster Island named Gabara, which is also the name of the kid's bully in the movie. Gabara is a toad, which I found out. He's actually a toad. Imagine a giant toad that can stand on two feet, that has ginger hair on its head, a horn, and squeals like a cat in a washing machine. His roar is the most annoying thing I've ever heard. It's bad. False. The most annoying thing is the kid in the entire movie. movie. Everything there are some very annoying, but Gabra's Gabra's roar is pretty annoying in this movie. I remember with the stuff uh, destroy all monsters. It has stuff from destroy all monsters as well. They both find strength to stand up to the bullies in the kids' real life and in the in the dream world. Minya stands up to Gabra. And Godzilla's proud of him, and then Gabra decides to pick a fight with Godzilla and gets his dick stomped. And there's also some scenes, they do the Ebra fight again, they do the Condor fight again, and they do the Mac the Kamakuras fight again. It's just, it's just a lazy movie. Like, it's just really lazy. It's just stock footage. Like, the, for the most part. The only redeeming parts of the movie is the last, like, ten minutes when Gabra and Godzilla fight is the only decent part of the movie. I just find this movie hilarious in the fact that while he's imagining, you know, Godzilla fighting Gabra, he actually gets kidnapped yeah. by some, I don't know what you even want to Bank robbers. Bank robbers. Do so you know those guys were based off real people? I did not know this. Yes, they are. They, they were, were actually based, based off real people. So the, the plot of the movie is it teaches kids, if you're ever kidnapped by bank robbers with a knife, instead of complying and doing what they tell you to do so you can live, fight them. <laughs> and imagine you're on a, on a land with giant monsters. Like, there, there's literally a scene where the bank robber has a knife. It's like, I'm gonna kill you. And the kid grabs a fire extinguisher. And he's like, this will save me. He, he, he home alones them. them. He, he home alones them. them. He, he just, like, makes traps and beats them. <laughs> Except with none of the charm of Home Alone. Oh, no. Technically, this predates Home Alone. It does. And the whole time, he's like... And it, maybe it's just the English dubbing that makes it's it bad. bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. That, that's, the, that's, that's something we haven't really talked about yet. American dubbing in the 60s and 70s did not give Asian people the respect that they deserved in these scenes. They sound awful. And this is a bad one, and the sea monster is another bad one. But the kid is <laughs> He really says that, and it's awful. Like, they, just didn't, they did not give them the respect they deserved. Like, at all. It's... But yeah, this I hate this movie. This, this is where I think we're gonna, gonna we're, we're you and me different. I say the sea monster is worse. You say this is worse. Yeah, I, I Gabra's more of a threat to Godzilla. If he was more of a threat, mm -hmm. why does he send his son to fight him? 
He's so non-threatening that Godzilla doesn't even want to waste his time fighting him. No. no. If, if you, you remember correctly, correctly Godzilla, Godzilla is trying to teach men like, like in Son of Godzilla, Godzilla to be like him. He's, he's essentially saying, saying, you have to fight your own fights. You can't always depend on me. me. That's, That's actually good parenting. parenting. Again. But and, if Godzilla and, and he was right. to fight him. And he was right. Manila, Manila defeated him on his own. With the kid's help. But he, he kind of did it. Again. So he was so non-threatening that he sent a baby to fight him. Again. <laughs> Gabra at least hurt Godzilla. Because there's Godzilla's kind of standing, and Gabbard gets up and bites him and shocks Godzilla. Now, granted, it doesn't last long because Godzilla does get hurt by that, but then Godzilla fucking judo throws Gabbard. We do have to talk about the one scene, how Manila defeats him. So Gabbard throughout the movie just beats the shit out of Manila until the kid actually does help Manila. Manila's standing on top of a cliff. And Gabra's at the bottom, and there's like a lock. And it's kind of like a a seesaw kind of looking thing. And Gabra's on one end, and Manila grows to the size of a kaiju, lands on the other side, and sends Gabra flying. And that's how he beats him. But then Gabra gets back up, bites Kador, and gets judo thrown. At least that last ten minutes was actually entertaining to watch compared to the sea monster fight which is not entertaining in the slightest you you have to give the credit it's at least fun what would you rather watch that gabber fight or the sea monster fight sea monster because i would rather be bored <laughs> rather be bored than have to watch an hour and a half of torture. no i said just the fights just those two fight scenes if you have to nitpick the movie to make it better then it's not better we can both agree that they're both bad, but they're just bad in different ways. <laughs> We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Well, I, I respect that. We'll, we'll, we'll just agree to disagree on that one. Oh, boy. So next. Baby, I'm going to talk about your favorite one. This is Hannah's favorite, everybody. This is the one movie that Hannah actually really likes. And this is another one that is very controversial. <laughs> You're going to look at me like I'm absolutely batshit crazy when I say this. So this next movie is called Godzilla vs. Hedora. Hedora. Not Ghidorah, Hedora. Different monster. Or, in the American version, Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. In this movie, there is just this random monster that uh, has uh, been attacking ships and eating pollution. This movie has a very, very strong message, which is do not pollute. And do drugs. And, well, <laughs> that one's more subliminal. That one's not, like, forced on you. This movie actually has a theme that they wrote called Save the Earth. And it's actually not terrible. It's, it's okay. So this monster starts destroying ships, eating pollution. It is Hedorah. Hedorah is actually an alien. Dun, dun, dun. From the something nebula. I can't remember where he's from. He landed on Earth, and he starts feeding on pollution, and it starts mutating into where he actually just eats it. And his body is made of it. He's kind of like a tadpole. He has different stages. His first stage is like a little, it doesn't have arms, it doesn't have legs, it just kind of swims. His next stage is kind of, it gets legs and it can go on land. His next stage, he can fly. He's like a saucer, but he shoots sulfuric mist 
out, and that's how he flies. And his third, which is his perfect form, he stands upright. He has no organs. He doesn't have, like, a brain or a heart or any of that. All he has is eyes, and they're red. And he has these two other things inside him. What do you mean? So whenever Godzilla picks up those... Those were his eyes. Those weren't his eyes. Yeah, they were. I, I, yeah, yeah, they were. I watched the thing. This is straight from the director. Those were his eyes. Those were the back of his eyes. Okay. Because the, they do a bad job because immediately after this, he flies off and still has his eye. Uh, I, I think that's just bad continuity. <laughs> like, honestly. Maybe maybe it's because remember how he can, like, fuse with other... He's kind of, like, destroyed. He can fuse with other ones. You, he might have taken the perfect version's eyes, but then that must have been, like, another one that escaped. You know what I mean? Anyway. Every time you see his eyes, they're red. Yeah. So, I think... The prop department deserves some respect because Hedora looks awesome. Like, he really, he comes across as, like, a pollution monster. He really looks good, no matter what form he's in. There's a weird scene. There's a lot of weird scenes in this movie. It's very odd. It's definitely the black sheep of all these, the, the series. There's a lot of cartoon scenes in it. For and some there's, like, science scenes. There's science there's scenes. Horror scenes. Horror and scenes. Psychedelic drug scenes. Yeah, it's just, it has a lot of strange things about it. I think it was doing that to kind of stick out a little bit. And it works. I mean, it definitely sticks out. There's a weird scene. Also, Hedora's acidic for some reason. He's extremely acidic. Whatever he touches pretty much dies. Uh, except for the cat. There's a scene where like his sludge is coming down some stairs and these people are like, oh my god. And it actually does get on a cat, but it doesn't kill the cat for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. But it does kill humans when it touches him. There's a really cool shot where like he flies by a building and it's just dead silent and the building just, just crumbles. But he like flies through the building because it's like it's like a structure that's getting built and his body is so like malleable. Like it corrosive like when it, it, he can fly right through solid objects but then like it the building just crumbles from the acid that's on him you want to tell him about the plot of the whole movie because it's 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 strange i mean basically pollution is bad <laughs> well, there's, there's a human plot though you know what i mean i mean science family i mean the science family is like they're like they discover it and they're like they discover that, like electricity kills him mm-hmm. well <laughs> Godzilla shows up, fights Ebra quite a few times. This is, that is one positive thing about this movie. You don't have to wait till the end for a good fight. He fights Hedorah, I believe, three or four times in the entire movie. And each fight is actually decently paced and, and well done. The one problem is Godzilla can't really beat Hedorah. Like, his breath doesn't really do anything, and punching him only does damage to Godzilla because he's so acidic. So... This is the first, I think, fight in the series, other than Ghidorah, that Godzilla really struggles. Like, he really, like, let's be honest. The way that they defeat Ghidorah is the humans, like, make this, like, thing that shocks Ghidorah, and it kind of breaks, but Godzilla ends well, up getting it, like, working. converts, somehow yeah. converts his beam into the electricity. Well, it wasn't supposed to do that. Remember, Godzilla and Hedorah were fighting, and they accidentally knocked these generators, and then they couldn't do it. But then Godzilla shoots it with his breath, and that somehow powers it somehow. And that's what defeats him. If the humans didn't exist, like, the humans like took them out of the equation, Godzilla theoretically can't beat Hedorah. He has nothing to beat him. That we know, unless he just beams him so many times. But... Yeah, but we saw that. He, it didn't do anything. 
Yeah, and that's what's really interesting is actually Hedora, and this is where you're going to think I'm weird, Hedora's probably one of, if not the strongest monsters in the series. Just for the simple fact that most kaijus in the series, other than a, a select few, can do anything to him. He beats Rodan, he beats Mothra, he beats almost all of them, except for maybe two off the top of my head that maybe could do something. Like, if you really sit and think about it, like, he's probably one of the most OP kaijus in the series, if you think about it. Which is weird to say, because he's essentially poop. <laughs> he can also shoot lasers out of his eyes, which is not really explained on why he can do it, other than, I guess he's an alien and he can do it, but... He's also very sadistic. He actually does laugh. Like, there's a scene where he throws Godzilla in a pit and essentially takes a dump on him. Like, just lets his body ooze. And it just, like, covers Godzilla. And he's just giggling. He's like... <laughs> he's the first person that's actually shown injuries, significant injuries to Godzilla. Godzilla punches him one time. And apparently he got so deep into Hedorah when he pulls he his hand... all the way through. Yeah. He pulls his hand back through and the acid actually goes down to the bone on Godzilla's knuckles. So, he does... I think he's the first one to actually do significantly strong damage to him. Uh, and then to cap it off, after the fight, Godzilla's like, peace, and flies away. No, 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 no. Ghidorah, so, Hedorah splits in two and, like, is trying to fly away because Godzilla, he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Godzilla just goes, you know what? I think I'm gonna fly. <laughs> Bends down and shoots his breath and he flies. First of all, <laughs> I think I was watching this one guy and he was like, do you know how much PSI he would need to lift his body off the ground to do it? It's like 330 trillion something PSI to do that. I think it was, it was like, it was crazy. He never flies again. He only does it in that one scene. And you know what the best part about that scene was? Whoever did the American DVD version, if you go to scene selection and you go to that specific scene, do you know what the title of that scene is? Something you don't see. Something you don't see every day. <laughs> oh my god, this movie's a ball. This is I love this movie, it's great. Well, we even skipped over, like, there's two or three scenes in the movie. There, oh, yeah. There's just so much to unpack in this movie. Like, it's, there's so much. You, you go ahead. There's, like, these psychedelic... It plays this weird 70s music. and Yeah, using, like, a... There's these people wearing fish costumes. <laughs> I think he's, like, having, like, a mental breakdown. And, like, he's in, like, a club. And people are just wearing fish masks and <laughs> dancing. And he's like, am I really seeing this? Or am I not? And then... You know, and what the, what the best part is, at the end, they decide the world is going to end. We're going to go to the top of Mount Fuji and have a party before we all die from Hedorah. And that's what they do. And Hedorah shows up, and they're like, yeah, we can take him. And they take these torches, and they start throwing it on him, and he's just standing there, and then Hedorah shits on him. And they die. Gets <laughs> the Oh, it's great. Oh, man. I think this is a great movie. I don't understand why anybody could really hate it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Mm. Well, next is also a very controversial one. A lot of people don't like this one. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it does have its redeeming qualities. We have Godzilla versus Gigan. 
Gigan. Gigan. Gigan is probably the coolest of all the Godzilla villains. Like, design-wise. I just want to... I, w- I would give anything to be in that boardroom. <laughs> when they were doing him up. And the guy goes, Hey, what if we put a buzzsaw <laughs> on his stomach? Dude. Alright, for anybody that hasn't seen Gigan and you don't feel like looking him up, seriously, look him up and see what he looks like. He's insane looking. Gigan is a cyborg dinosaur alien thing he has a red visor for eyes that like cyclops yeah kind of like a cyclops from x-men yeah 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 yeah. it's kind of like that he shoots a red laser beam out of it he has hooks for hands and feet think um t-1000 yeah from terminator 2 yep he has a hook on his head he has a buzzsaw yes you heard me right a buzzsaw in his chest that works he also can teleport and shoot fire out of his mouth but he doesn't do that in the movies he can also fly essentially the plot of this movie is alien cockroaches come down and try to take over the world it's not really interesting i'm not going to waste your time with it the only good thing about this well good is debatable is this movie sticks out for two reasons it is a tag team match okay it's Godzilla and Angerus versus Gigan and Ghidorah. Ghidorah comes back in this movie. It's a tag team match. And that is the only redeeming quality of the movie. Is The fight is pretty good. It's decent. What I want to know is, is this space cockroach species the same one from Men in Black? It could be. Because I want in Men in Black 5 <laughs> <laughs> for them to call Gigan. Oh, man. There's other one other important part of this movie that doesn't make a damn bit of sense is this is another version of there's an American version and then there's a Japanese version. In the Japanese version, there were speech bubbles that would appear when Godzilla and Angerus were with each other because apparently they were communicating in monster language. But they were speech bubbles, so you could see what they were saying. It was like having subtitles on. The American version... <laughs> We decided that's really stupid. <laughs> so you know what we're going to do? We're going to have them really talk to each other. But we can't have it be like just having like a normal conversation like we're having. It's like they recorded people having conversations and then put it in a record player and started like fucking with it. <laughs> it's like, you want to go over here? <laughs> It's like you can't understand what they're saying, but it's like it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like you can't even understand it. So like, there's a scene where they're like trying to swim to go fight Gag, and they're like, "Hey, Garen, come on, we gotta go." <laughs> the only good part of this movie is the scene where they end up fighting, and it's a really good one. This is the first scene where you actually see blood, like. Gigan actually makes Godzilla bleed. He's flying over, and he ends up hitting Godzilla with his buzzsaw when he flies over him and cuts his shoulder, and blood just starts shooting out. My favorite is uh, Gigan standing there. He revs up the buzzsaw. <laughs> I was like taunting Angerus. <laughs> you can see the buzzsaw going. Angerus <laughs> is like... Well, you got you got Angerus charges at people. Like That's just what he does. He's kind of like a bull. So he just like... Gigan's like taunting him. He's like, come on, big boy. 
charge me. And Angrace goes, okay. <laughs> and runs right into the bus. <laughs> Cuts his face open. Oh, man. This this movie's it's really forgettable. Oh, by the way, you know what the name of the original, the American version of the movie is? Godzilla on Monster Island. <laughs> Even though they're, they are never on Monster Island in the entire movie. <laughs> I also remember from this movie, um, the cockroaches have this little playland, and the main attraction is this huge Godzilla tower mm-hmm. that you can go up in. Yep. And they hire this, like... Guy. Guy, like... <laughs> Design monsters for them, and you see the pages for his monsters, and they're all terrible. Yeah. By the way, that children's lane, the aliens hook a laser up to it. It's literally a giant play tower that shoots lasers. <laughs> oh, man, this movie. Uh, this one's kind of a dud. It's, I mean, the fight seems good, but it's not as good as the last movie. It's definitely a, one of the lower. I'd put it on the lower end. You know what I mean? What, what do you think? Like, I want to put it on the lower end, but at the same time, like, Gigan is such a cool monster. Ta- yeah, like, he's, he's really iconic. And he has, like, a defined personality. Oh, he's a dick. Like, he <laughs> loves to hurt people. Yeah. Like, he's the first one that's, like, you know the most, like, Ghidorah enjoys being bad and evil, but, like, Gigan enjoys really likes causing it. pain. Yeah, like, he does. Well, you kind of got to see it with Hedora when he was laughing at Godzilla in the pit, but like not to the level that Gigan does. He really likes it. <laughs> Speaking of which, apparently everybody must have thought Gigan was pretty cool because you know what? He comes back in the next one. Can I please do this one? You I... take it away, buddy. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> so, I love this movie. So the next movie is Godzilla versus Megalon. Megalon. That's a cool name. That's like a name of a band. And it's just, it is hilarity from the get-go. So the American movie poster has Godzilla and Megalon on top of the World Trade Centers, even though they're taller than the buildings. <laughs> and that never happens. They're not even in New York. <laughs> so from the word go, we're already... <laughs> There's something with the Americans, man, when they try to like make posters. But the funny thing is, for some reason... The American like media picked this movie to be shown. Yeah, it's I, really heavily. It it got a theatrical release. It got like high like coverage. They even did a special on it where John Belushi talked about the movie and got in a Godzilla costume and was like dancing around. So if you're ever wondering why Godzilla has a bad reputation in America, it's because of this movie because it was so heavily marketed in America. And why they had to pick this one of all of them, I have no idea. Um, so the main plot is there's these people that live underground. And they get big mad that we're testing nuclear bombs. Well, I think that's pretty justified, you know, like just chilling down there and then oh, no, I, they're I, setting I, off bombs <laughs> go above <laughs> you. And they're just like... So they're like, well, we could sell this diplomatically. No. Or, here's the thought, let's send our giant cockroach monster, a beetle cockroach monster. I think he's a beetle. He's based off a beetle. And kill them all. (laughs) (laughs) We could could just be like, hey guys, we're down here. Could you stop testing nukes like right beside us? No. Let's send our monster up there and show him who's boss. (laughs) 
I lived in a townhouse before I bought my house. And if I could have had a giant monster to sink on my neighbors <laughs> when they were too loud, 100% would have done it. So they, they send Megalon up there. And Megalon's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so they send him up there. But I guess he's he's too dumb to know <laughs> where to go. So they create this whole side plot uh, with this inventor yeah. who creates this robot named Jet Jaguar. Which is so cool. He can, he can like shrink and grow in size. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's he's easily like one of the coolest things. And a lot of people love him. Because he even gets his own theme song, but we'll get into that. And spoiler alert, he was supposedly like drawn by a kid. So Toho had a draw your own monster and we'll make it. Because, you know, uh, Inframan and Ultraman were so popular in the 70s that they decided to do it. And a kid apparently drew Jet Jaguar. And Toho looked at it and said, that's what we're going to do. And apparently, they changed a lot. <laughs> when they like, brought the kid in and showed him nothing. what he looked like, and the kid was like, this is not what I drew at all. <laughs> now, Jet Jaguar was supposed to be the star of this movie. Godzilla was never meant to be in it. And in fact, they filmed more than 75% of the movie with that in mind. And then, near the end, they decided... Fuck it. Let's just throw Godzilla in this movie. So they like do this whole plot to steal this, like, steal the robot from this inventor. Yep. They take the robot and have Jet Jaguar fly so that Megalon can find out where to go. Mm-hmm. This movie runs into a really big problem, and that is stock footage. So remember how we said earlier that the movie's budgets were really getting cut a lot? This movie really shows. So the reason that Megalon and Gigan are in this movie is because of... Oh, you go ahead. So the other part that's funny is the sub, like the subterranean universe people are like, you know what? What if? We got a second monster. <laughs> so they, they get out your subterranean phone. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Hey, cockroach people. <laughs> Do you know your, like, super cool cyborg monster? Could could we just, like, borrow it? (laughs) And they're just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking guy (laughs) shows up. So, I I just... (laughs) The reason it is because of the stock footage. So, since the previous movie had Gigan and Ghidorah in it, God, they can now use stock footage scenes of Gigan destroying buildings to fill in some of the time and save some budget. And Megalon looks nothing like Ghidorah. Megalon is a beetle that has a horn that can shoot electricity out of it. He has drills for hands and can shoot bombs out of his mouth. That's pretty fucking metal, I gotta admit. The reason that they're like, you know what? Let's make his beam look identical to Ghidorah's so they would take scenes where Ghidorah was blowing up buildings and just pretend that it was Megalon doing it. <laughs> the best is, I want to say there's scenes where they like use Gigan scenes, but it took place at night. But the Megalon story is during the day. Yeah. And they're just like... <laughs> there's one scene, you know how bad it is? They couldn't film a new scene with Megalon destroying a plane that was flying at him. They couldn't. They didn't have enough money to buy more film to, for him to do that. So you know what they did? They took a scene where Gigan's destroying a plane with his arm, which is a claw, 
not a drill. And so in the scene, you see Megalon with his drill hand go to swat a plane, and then it just cuts to Gaikin's arm hitting the plane and then goes back like Megalon did it. This movie is so stupid. So then you've got Gaikin and Megalon running around, being whatever, and Jet Jaguar flies to Monster Island, finds Godzilla, and goes, Hey, G, will you come help me? And she's like, Yeah, I got you. So then Jet Jaguar flies back. Gets his dick stomped in by Gaikin and Megalon. Then Godzilla shows up and they have a tag team match. And it is probably the most iconic fight. I mean, they they literally said, let's make this the most entertaining <laughs> thing you've ever seen. Jake Jaguar does nothing this entire fight. He just spends the whole time getting beat up. It's not true. There's a great scene where Jet Jaguar picks up Gaikin. Chucks him up into the air. And Godzilla blasts him with his breath. Yeah, that was, that was good. And then, uh... You gotta talk about the best scene. Okay. So this also has another amazing scene in it. Where Judge Wagwire underhooks both of Megalon's hands. Drills. And Godzilla does a drop kick From, like, a mile. But not just a drop kick. A gravity-defying drop kick. He, like, rides his tail, tail for, like, a mile and drop kicks Megalon. And they love that scene so much, they just cut it back and did it a second time. <laughs> oh, man, that's some good shit. The drop kick is by far the most iconic scene. <laughs> like, it's just... it's Go look it up if you haven't seen it. Even if you're not a big fan of these movies. Go look that up. It is amazing. I also love, again, it just shows Gaigan's personality. Mm. The minute that fight turns to not looking well in his favor, he's like, peace. He <laughs> just leaves. And Megalon looks up in the sky and goes, dude, where are you going? <laughs> and then leaves Megalon to get his dick kicked in. <laughs> and then Megalon loses and goes back underground to be worshipped again by the, those people. And I guess they just... They were just like, well, I guess we're just going to have to put up with some racket now. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. You know, we could go talk to them and tell them we're down here, but what's the fun in that? And then the movie ends with the Jet Jaguar scene. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jet Jaguar. Oh, man, it's great. Next. So... I think we've had a trend in these past few movies that it's been really goofy and I think geared towards children. I just want to say, I know Megalon has a terrible reputation. Uh-huh. I love that movie. Dude, that movie's <laughs> awesome, man. It's so good. It's so it's so bad. It's so good. <laughs> it's just so entertaining. Like Oh yeah. So next I think they decided we're gonna start being more serious now. Because you know we've we've had some our some laughs. It's time to get back and be serious. Next movie is Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. This movie is really good. Now, again, the American versions are really bad. <laughs> so in Japan, it was called Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. In the U.S., it was changed to Godzilla versus the Bionic Monster. 
Or the cosmic monster. And here's why they had to change it to the cosmic. Apparently they got a lawsuit because somebody else already owned the title Bionic Monster and sued them. (laughs) So they had to change it again to the cosmic monster. Why did they change it? I don't know. (laughs) This movie starts out with Godzilla running around. Being an asshole for some reason. Destroying stuff. And you're like, well, Godzilla's a good guy. You wouldn't do that. Runs into Angris. Angris looks at him and goes, you're not Godzilla. You're not him, man. And they proceed to get into a fight. And Angris loses. Bad. And gets fatality. And fa- <laughs> he, didn't, he did not die. He gets his jaw broken. Like, really bad. But he does end up, like, chipping Godzilla a little bit, and it shows some metal underneath his skin. He goes on a rampage into the city. They're like, oh my god, what are you going to do? Now, in this movie, I think Godzilla makes his most odd entrance. He has a lot of interesting entrances in the movies. This is by far the weirdest one that he does. They're like, what are we going to do? And they look at this random building, and Godzilla just comes out of the building. He's just in it. It's not even a big building. It's like a tiny little warehouse. He just like comes out of it, like out of the ground. He's like, yeah, I'm here now. They end up fighting. The skin falls off of the fake, and you see Mechagodzilla for the first time. He is badass. Yeah, I mean, him and Daigon, I think, are probably the two best designed from that era. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, see what clean. Give, give me, give me a list of all his weapons, seven. <laughs> well, pretty much. Let's see. He's got toe rockets, finger rockets, eye lasers, mouth laser, force field from his head rotating, <laughs> stomach laser, knee lasers. <laughs> he has, he, you know, you know what always got me. He has missiles in his mouth under his tongue. He has missiles everywhere. <laughs> He has lasers everywhere. He can fly. He can make force fields. He does it all. They end up getting into a fight. And he fucks up Godzilla. He shoots him with the missiles from his fingers. And they end up stabbing Godzilla and he falls in the water. But Godzilla does damage him a little bit. So the aliens. Oh, by the way. Mechagodzilla is made by aliens. But these are space gorillas. Space gorillas this time. And uh, they take him back. And uh, you know what you know what Godzilla you know what Mechagodzilla's made out of, Evan? Space titanium. Space titanium. What's the difference between space titanium and titanium? That's an excellent question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Plot convenience, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's called space titanium. Don't know why. So they're just kind of like, well, that didn't work out. So the whole movie, the humans in this movie are, are not interesting. Again, like they're just not. So there's no like. A, a side plot? The, well, I don't know if it's a side plot, but the whole human plot is there's kind of this fortune that, like, the monster will come and, like, the world's going to end. Yeah. Um, but King Caesar. King Caesar. Is it Caesar or Caesar? I think it's King Caesar. Caesar? Caesar. Caesar. Sounds more fun. Um, so the humans for the whole movie, pretty much, are sort of looking into that, and mm-hmm. then they sort of run into the space monkeys. So, end of the movie, they find this totem that shoots a laser out of it for some reason. And hits this kind of, like, rockish mountain at the end of this, like, pier. And you see inside, King Caesar. 
who is a lion dog thing. I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's, he's something. He's pretty cool looking. And this woman, apparently to wake King Cesar up from his sleep is to sing his theme song. Yes, you have to sing his theme song. And they didn't do a short song. This is like a full-on, full-minute like song that they sing. And she sings it. It goes on forever. Finally, Cesar wakes up with explosions. Gets up and he's like, yeah, I'm here. Then Mechagodzilla shows up. And uh, Cesar has some pretty cool powers. When Mechagodzilla shoots his rainbow lasers out of his eyes, King Cesar can, I guess, like absorb it into his eyes and can shoot it back, which is pretty cool. He only does it once for some reason. He never tries it again because later on, Mechagodzilla shoots him with those lasers and he doesn't do it. I think he just gets overwhelmed with the massive weaponry. <clears throat> Mechagodzilla whoops him pretty bad and then you think it's over and Godzilla shows back up and they have an amazing fight. Like, it's really cool. Mechagodzilla makes a force field with his head that spins for some reason and Godzilla tries to go through it and he like burns his hands and... There is so much pyrotechnics in this movie because of the missiles that Mechagodzilla shoots. He has an insane amount of ammo. How many times he's shooting it? Like, there's missiles come out of him everywhere. It, to the point where I think they set the Godzilla suit on fire again. So there's so many explosions. You know how they? You know how Godzilla and King Cesar defeat him? You want to tell him that? <laughs> so, after Godzilla got beat, he, like, went to recover and he gets hit by lightning a bunch. And somehow this gives him magnetic powers. Which but, has nothing to do with electricity whatsoever. <laughs> well, you can do an electromagnet. Yeah, that's true. But the funniest thing is, titanium is not a magnetic metal. <laughs> and so you would think that space titanium is also not a magnetic metal. But uh, It's a better titanium until you don't need it to be. <laughs> So, Mechagodzilla tries to fly away. Godzilla becomes like an electromagnet, sucks him back in, and then rips his head off. Which was perfectly fine a few minutes ago, spinning. Spinning 360 just fine. And then he like turns a little bit and it just breaks. Unless maybe he can only spin one way and he spins the other. That that could be true. That could be true. (laughs) So, uh, what do you think of this movie? I love this. I, as you can tell, I love it because uh, a lot of people don't know. I have a Mechagodzilla tattoo on my forearm. And uh, I love this movie. It's great. And last, but certainly not least, is the last movie in the show series. Terra of Mechagodzilla. He comes back in this movie. This was the lowest the lowest movie to bring in income for the, the entire series. Apparently, it only made like $500,000. Like, at all. Like, movie theater-wise. Which is really low. <laughs> Which is funny, because it's not even a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's really good. Like, it's... it's So, Space Gorillas come back. But they couldn't afford to do more gorilla effects, so they just wear really weird space helmets this movie. <laughs> and they just don't transform into ape. They remake Mechagodzilla again, somehow. There's also a weird subplot with this guy who would perform experiments on sea life and was shunned because of it. And he's like, well, joke's on you. I know that there's this awesome monster out there named Titanosaurus. Again, what we learned is 
if ever you're having a problem, <laughs> send a monster. Of talking it out, send a giant monster to <laughs> destroy humanity. <laughs> Titanosaurus has a really annoying cackle. <laughs> it's really bad. Titanosaurus is more of like an aquatic version of Godzilla. He doesn't really have any superpowers other than he can make wins with his giant fan tail. And he's fairly athletic. He's very, he's very athletic. He can also shoot supersonic sounds out of his mouth, but he doesn't do it in the movie. He actually does it in the comics and the video games. So, the space gorillas call up on their space phone the scientist that was shunned and said, Hey, <laughs> you hate humanity. We hate humanity. Can we borrow your monster? <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> sounds great. They send Titanosaurus and Mechagodzilla on a rampage. And Godzilla's all alone this time. He's he's really has the odds against him. He has to fight both of them. And he does not do well. He really doesn't. And I think he would have lost if it wasn't for the humans stepping in and taking on Titanosaurus. Apparently Titanosaurus' weakness is supersonic sounds, which makes no sense because he can shoot them out of his mouth. But is he being mind controlled too? Like... No, I don't think so. I think I think the guy that controls him is the I don't know. This one has some interesting scenes in it. I think the most memorable one is Titanosaurus picking Godzilla up with his mouth on his mouth and <laughs> throwing him around. That was pretty funny. Essentially Mecha Godzilla gets no upgrades. He's just the exact same. Or so you thought. Humans are not interesting in this movie. Again, it's all about the fight. Once the humans defeat Titanosaurus, it's all down to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla again. Godzilla pulls out old Reliable and goes, Well, I took his head off once, I'll do it again. <laughs> and goes to take off his head. And what happens, Evan? Spoiler. There's another robot underneath. There's another robot underneath. <laughs> He's got another head this time. But it really doesn't do much. I mean, he can shoot lasers, but it, it doesn't really do much. It just doesn't look as cool. Either. Yeah, it's not as cool. Godzilla defeats him, gets in the water, and swims away. So all those movies were from 1954 to 1974. 20 years of movies. Almost one coming out every year. That was 15 movies. That's wild to think about. Yeah, that's 15 movies. That's crazy. Overall, Evan, give me your top three in the series and who you think is the worst, like top three. Top three best, top three worst. Um, so obviously, number one is is the original. Mm-hmm. It's just a special movie. I don't think it just has a special place. Number two for me is probably going to be Godzilla versus Mothra. I just I love Mothra. I love that movie. The humans are interesting. Mothra's interesting. Let's get off monster fight. This is gonna probably surprise you. Number three is probably Godzilla versus Megalon. No, that doesn't surprise me. It's a great movie. It is, just, like, it is so batshit crazy, but I love it. To me, like, it encompasses the... There's, the campiness. They, they hit the fuck it button, and they're going, fuck it, let's do it. That's fun. I feel that. And they turn it all the way. All the way. I think my top... This is just my own personal favorite. If I don't say it, you know, that doesn't mean I don't like it. In no particular order, because I think it would be hard for me to pick which ones I think are better. Because I like all three. Godzilla vs. Hedorah is definitely up there for me. Because that one wasn't afraid to like experiment and have fun. And I think Hedorah was a really good villain. 
definitely interesting. Again, I think they hit the fuck it button and said, let's just have some fun. That one, I would agree with you on the Megalon. I fucking love the Megalon movie. I thought it was amazing. And I think the other one would probably be Godzilla vs. Godzilla. The first one. I like that one just a little more because of King Caesar and Godzilla. And that. I, th- I just like that fight more. I, I love the original. King Caesar always reminds me of Archon. Yeah, a little bit. I can see it. I can see it. Pokemon. Now, what are your bottom three? Um, you don't have to put them in a particular order unless you want to. So, for me, this the first one's going to be the third to worst. Mm-hmm. So, it's Son of Godzilla. Okay. Ebera. <laughs> Revenge of Godzilla. <laughs> I think we're going to disagree on this one. I would probably put Godzilla versus Gigan. Godzilla raids again. <laughs> And Godzilla versus the Seat Monster versus Ebra. Like it's the worst, man. Like I just I just I just disagree with you, man. It's so bad. The fact that you could put Revenge of Godzilla better than Gigan. Shame. Shame on I just I, I can't I I I'm just gonna be hundred percent honest with you. I'm a little biased when it comes to revenge. And I'll admit that. I I'll hundred percent admit that. Because I've watched it so much as a kid. Like, I, I just don't think it's that bad. I, I it is bad. Like, I, like if I can get out of my nostalgia and just look at it from the perspective of another fan, I see where you're coming from. I've just never truly hated it. It's definitely not the best. I wouldn't say it's definitely the worst. It's, it's pretty down there. The only reason I don't like Gigan, the Gigan movie, the only redeeming quality to the movie was Gigan. Like, Adora made it a little better, but Gigan is what made that movie. Well. Tell you what, you can go get your little brother who makes you watch Geigen once a week for like three years and then come back to me and talk about Geigen and you will hate it as much as I hate Revenge of Godzilla. <laughs> I liked it. Like, I thought it was okay. I know you made me watch it. I love <laughs> But, oh man, we're definitely going to disagree going forward a little bit more. Definitely, but that was the Showa era, everybody. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna do Heisei. We're definitely gonna do about. I think this will be about a four-part series. We'll do Heisei next, and uh, we'll definitely get into some interesting ones. I, I can't wait for Heisei just to put in because a lot of the Heisei movies were not available until later in the two thousands on DVD. Yep. So whenever I would catch them late night at movies. Like late night on television, there was no other way to watch them. Yep. So I might see a movie, and we'll get into it, you know, whenever we talk about it. But so I might have seen this Godzilla movie, and that was my only shot to see it. Yep. And then the, I saw like, I was like, oh, this movie was so good, but then I had no way to ever watch it again. Yep. And then like, there was no way to look into the monsters. So I had these monsters that I liked, but it was like. A way to look at it. I yeah. couldn't talk to him to anybody about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, thank you for sitting with us, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that rant. If you haven't seen any of these movies, I seriously recommend it. Don't, don't go into it expecting a classic. Except for the original. That's a classic. Go into it just looking to have some fun. That's, that's all you need to do. Just go in, have some fun, and I promise you'll enjoy these movies. I'm Taylor. 
I'm Evan. Thank you so much for having me on your show this week. Oh, no problem. And this is Weird Side Podcast, everybody. Have a great day.